Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The football scoop team minus Doug Samuels. I am Scott Roussel. I've got college football experts Zach Barnett, John Bryce with me. Today, this is not a usual podcast. We're going big. We're going football scoops. One bold prediction. Each writer gets one prediction. Nothing more, nothing less. They have to be fantastic. They can't be soft. I don't want to hear George is going to be good. Not interested. I want to hear something wild like Scott Roussel did when he basically predicted Notre Dame. You don't want to hear about all this in 2018 with my amazing former selections. We won't talk about last year as well. Bryce almost nailed last year. John, JB, give me, give me last year's recap from your end, how you remember it. I remember it that I said Oregon would go into the horseshoe in an early season showdown, beat the Buckeyes, and go to the college football playoff. They went into the horseshoe. They dominated that game and led wire to wire, basically, won the contest, were positioned for the CFP, and then got absolutely ran over and physically manhandled by Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. But I will say, in my first year as a football scoop bold prediction participant, mine stayed alive longer than any other. Ultimately, we well, all died, but mine well, stayed hold alive. On. Hold on. So my recollection's a little clouded because I've been doing this for like 13 years, 14 years. I think last year I had Matt Campbell – would pass on NFL overtures and remain in college football. So I think I nailed mine. Now, there might have been another part where I said they were going to win the college football championship. But that's irrelevant, John. I was right. Didn't, didn't you say he would sign a 100-year contract or something like that? With the, But maybe you made that prediction not in the friendly confines of uh, Cosmo Kramer's wooden spa house where you're clearly <laughs> – house today so there there will be there will be future talks of this wooden spa house don't worry about that all right let's jump straight to the bold predictions doug samuels is undefeated as a high school football coach this season hence he has to stay off the pod off the camera all those good fun things so we didn't let him on today zach do you want to explain to us what doug samuels one bold prediction was yeah, so uh, before I read what he had, uh, keep in mind that Doug wins our uh, picks, our annual picks contest more often than not. Uh, his his, uh, his logic is usually sound. He can cut through the clutter and see what's really going on. So uh, before I read this, just uh, know that. Now, Doug has Nebraska winning out and winning the Big Ten West. Now, I'll read uh, what he's written here. We did say bold predictions, right? I'm going out on a limb and saying the Huskers knock off Oklahoma the weekend before Scott Frost's buyout drops in half and then collect back-to-back ranked wins over Wisconsin and Michigan later in the season and finishes the year in the top 10. Outside of those ranked games, Nebraska's schedule is pretty favorable with trips to Rutgers, Purdue, Michigan, and Iowa – I wouldn't say a trip to Iowa is uh, favorable for Nebraska, but uh, here or there. And then Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin at home. I think Frost's ability to get things turned around when it's clear he's coaching for his job will spark a reworked and likely controversial contract that the Huskers announced before they're eventually blown out in the Big Ten title game by a college football playoff-bound Ohio State squad. Now, if that happens to a T, uh, Nebraska fans will be furious and it would be glorious to see it happen. <laughs> okay, first of all, I have to applaud Doug for going bold. I mean, he went win out. That's ridiculously bold. And uh, I love him for doing that. I also absolutely love the comeback with 
he signs the extension and then they get run out of the house. But oh my goodness, that's I mean, that's more fun than what I got. That, that of all of them, if if I could pick one to happen that would just be best for all content, it would be that one. He went, oh. complete, he went complete Charlie Brown and held the football out there like Lucy, and then bam, yanked it right away from those Huskers right at the last moment. <laughs> Kudos, Doug. Sure is fun. Good job. All right, I'm going next because mine mine's eh, kind of close given the uh, the good fun that happened at the end of last week. So Auburn dismisses Alan Green, their athletic director. Technically, I think he's stepping away, whatever. Uh, it just was told to him it wasn't going to work out. So Auburn powers that be, meddlers, whatever you want to call them, those who can never be happy, uh, they decided leadership change needed to happen. It happens. I mean, you couldn't have done that at a worse possible time than, you know, leading into week one of your college football season with a, a coach who was already in such a precariously bizarre position. You know, they tried to ouster him last year. Didn't work. And now what? He, you know, Hopefully the football team is basically says, hey, we don't care about this. We're just going to go win games. But the head coach, you know, in the back of his mind, and he can be as tunnel vision as possible, but he's got the specter of a new AD coming in who he doesn't know. And it's just – it's awkward. It's unfortunate. It's just wrong, honestly. So, Scott Roussel's bold prediction. Auburn wins 10 games, maybe plus. Auburn goes into Bryant-Denny. 10 dubs already on the board. We'll see what happens in Alabama. I'm just telling you, if Auburn wins, especially if they win, either in epic or in running away fashion, Brian Harson on his players' shoulders, carried out of the stadium, legend. It will be fantastic. That is Scott's one bold prediction. Okay, so I have Auburn's schedule in front of me right now. Let's go through this one game by game. Uh, Mercer. All right, that's a dub. San Jose State. No, this is going to be controversial, but that's a dub. But that's a more challenging game than Penn State. Okay, oh, Penn State, oh, oh. dub. Oh, Next, uh, open SEC play with Mizzou at home. That's a win. I don't know what to tell you. It's a dub. They got LSU. LSU. It's a LSU dub. LSU at home. Okay, October 8th at Georgia. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm not sure they're going to win that game. It's also a bold prediction. I'm still not okay. sure they're going to win that game. I'm not counting that one in my 10. Okay. At Ole Miss. Heck of a ball game. They got to get themselves right after getting beat up by Georgia. If they get themselves on track there, they get Arkansas coming back home, right? They're back at Auburn for Arkansas. After a bye week, they get Arkansas. Yeah. So they're feeling good and healthy. So they got their last three before the Iron Bowl. They got, they got to go to Mississippi State. Who knows how that one will go? If they're hot, if they're at Scott Roussel level at that point, they only have one loss, and they got Jimbo coming to town. They shock Jimbo. They close Western Kentucky. Who knows what that is at that time? Western Kentucky might be in a position to score 70. They might score seven. No one really knows at that point. But if they won all the rest, they're going to get Western Kentucky too. So then they walk into Bryant Denny, big swag, big tiger things swagging around. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. It's one bold prediction, boys. Let's go. Let's see it happen. That's, All um, right. Uh, sign me up. I want this to happen as well. Sign me up. So, wait, wait. Since it's bold prediction, he gets carried off the field on players' shoulders. Does he ever coach another game 
Ah, ah, I didn't want to go there because you never know. It's Auburn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were they were less than unified on uh, chasing off Gus Malzahn, which is uh, when Alan Green uh, first fully learned how uh, how unfairly the the landscape was set up for him down there on the most dysfunctional village on the plains. How much money did they pay Gus to go away? Was it thirty five million dollars? I thought it was like yeah. forty seven or something. It's just. Just the best, the best part, Scott, Zach, was that within 60 days of his termination, 50% of it was due in cash. Yeah, 50%. Like 15, well, this was not, this was not, yeah, we're going to pay you this exorbitant sum to go away, but it's going to take 10 years like Notre Dame did Charlie Weiss. This was, you get millions upon millions of dollars within 60 days. Like, I mean, look at Auburn's Auburn, history. Tuberville. Auburn, gonna Auburn. We need a t-shirt. Auburn going to yeah. Auburn. Tuberville had an undefeated season. They tried to run him off. While that was like 07, right? That was before Nick really had it rolling. He was beating Alabama every year, and they wanted him gone. Uh, Chiswick won the title. He was gone two years later. Gus nearly won a title and was on the hot seat pretty much every year after that. So it would be the most Auburn thing to go 11-1, and and then by 2024, they'll be trying to get Harson out of there. They, They live to fire coaches at Auburn. I'm not convinced if he goes 11 and one this year, they would bring him back next year. (laughs) That's 23. So, all right, Zach, let's hear yours because you and I, uh, without speaking to one another and in completely different geographical locales uh, are both somehow big 12 heavy. Yeah. I have Oklahoma state uh, making the college football playoff. Uh, A lot of people have written them off. I surveyed all the name brand sites, not one person that I saw. Not one person that I saw had the pokes in the playoff. I mean, every year we 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 tell ourselves, well, there's going to be one team that nobody sees coming, and then everybody picks Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and then their wild card is uh, Utah or, that's going to start the year at number seven. Usually there's a team from outside the top ten, and this year it's going to be Oklahoma State. They have 20. They bring back 20 dudes that are upperclassmen. They bring back a fifth-year quarterback, Spencer Sanders, uh, they they lose stud running back Jalen Warren. They lose stud receiver Tay Martin. It doesn't matter. They, they have stud running back, stud receivers every year. Uh, they lost Jim Knowles, but they bring back the rest of their defensive staff. They're going to sweep through a, a weak non-conference schedule. They're going to win in Norman. They're going to lose at Kansas State. They're going to win the rest of their s- schedule. They're going to beat Oklahoma again in Arlington. They go 2-0 against them this year, and they're going to get in the playoff where they'll probably be blown out by Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia, but they're going to get in the playoff. Wow. Um, I hear your rationale. I do, I'm do. i fascinated by the Kansas State. Nobody picked them. Nobody picked them. You got them. But, the, but that entails they have to win an early season game at Baylor. They've got yes. to win at TCU. You got them winning against Texas. Yes. As well? I haven't I have them beating Texas. We'll get to that here in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> I have them beating Texas. I have them winning at Oklahoma, which they haven't done since two thousand one. Or no, they did it in twenty fourteen. They haven't beaten Oklahoma back to back years since two thousand one to two. I have them winning three straight, running that streak to three by the first Saturday in December. I'm impressed. I mean, they've been a team that has at least taken CFP conversations into November and and had a legitimate pathway to it. So maybe this is the year 
Um, I mean, it's not quite the same, but we talked a week ago when we were first visiting for the onset of the 22 season. I think we were nearly unanimous in saying, what does Pat Fitzgerald do? His teams respond the best when so very little is expected Mm -hmm. of them. And they flew internationally and shocked the college football world. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right about the pokes. Um, We'll use that as a clean segue, I guess, into my bold prediction, which is – and what is maybe I'm still convinced they'll they'll try to find a pathway for the for both these programs out of the Big 12. What is perhaps Texas's final year in the Big 12? Will Longhorns go and win the Big 12 championship? I've studied this. I believe this. They had five games last year. They lost by a total of 31 points. Five games by a total of 31 points. So there were five games away from being a nine or a ten win program a year ago. I think that they can be that this year. Um, I'm excited to see Quinn Ewers. They're not bereft of talent if it doesn't immediately launch with Ewers at the helm. And from visiting with some of those guys in Nashville earlier this month at the College Football Recruiting and Personnel Directors Symposium, I know that they're excited about what they have up front and they're especially excited about the young dudes in the program. They feel like they've got the stature moving forward um, to have a line that will be ready to compete in the SEC, whether that's two years from now or one year from now. And I know we're talking about this year, but if those guys are needed come October, I think there will be some some newcomers that can play for the Longhorns. And I just like their, their pathway um, to winning a Big 12 that, that's probably going to have a champion with two or three losses. Your lips to God's ears, JB. (laughs) (laughs) I do think they lose the game at uh, Oklahoma State. I believe that's Oklahoma State's homecoming. Um, But but then they close the year at home against Baylor, and that's the game I have Texas winning to get into the Big 12 championship, and then they win the Big 12 championship. I mean, as you said before, they were like three things break differently, and they win nine games last year, and they're – Upgraded at every single position where they were. There's not one position where the 21 team was better than the 22 team, even quarterback. Having said that, I have Texas at seven wins. So uh, uh, don't yell at me if they win seven games. Yell at John. It's not. It's nice that you just kind of gloss over the fact they have to travel to play Kansas November 19th. I know. You just you just skip over it like that's a that's a dub. You oh, build your whole schedule. You've got Auburn going in with one loss to Bryant in any <laughs> stadium and arguably giving Brian Harson a shoulder ride after that game and what many people believe might be Nick Saban's best team at Alabama. So don't don't give me that. Uh, I will oh, yeah, say no. quickly. I'll cheat I'll cheat just just a little bit here. I was really, really close to going with uh, Billy Napier's, Napier's Florida Gators as my surprise team and saying that the winner of the uh, artist formerly known as the world's largest cocktail party between Georgia and Florida would win the SEC East this year and play for the SEC title. I think Florida can be the number two team in the SEC East, and I've already alluded to this. So I, I really believe I'm picking Florida to open the Billy Napier era with a win against Utah this weekend. Let me ask you this, Zach, because you drank the queso last year. So Texas uh, has a warm-up versus Louisiana Monroe. Then they got Alabama, right? Alabama is going to beat you up no matter what. You're not going to feel great the next week. The next week is UTSA coming into Austin. UTSA have a shot to to knock off the Longhorns? I do. 
I, I, I mean, Jeff Trailer will coach his absolute uh, San Antonio tuxedo uh, pants off uh, to win that game in Austin. And obviously, every player in UTSA's uh, blue and orange probably imagined themselves wearing orange and white when they were young men. Having said that, the schedule, they open up with Houston, then they go at Army in week two. So it's not like Ooh, UTSA is going to be spring chickens coming into that game either. Yeah. Hmm. I am so glad college football is back, gentlemen. We can have these stupid debates about hypotheticals eight weeks down the season. Let's see if Brian Parson gets carried off the field. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One thing about that. Scott's willing to predict that Auburn carries him off the field, in their, but he's not willing to predict they win the game. So maybe it's like a seven overtime loss and oh, close enough, guys. Let's get no, him on our shoulders. No, 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 no. I said if they win the game, I'm saying they're okay. 10 wins going in. That's all I'm predicting 10 okay. wins going in. We'll see what happens thereafter, but it would be glorious if they were to get the dub and get carried off. We we opened this show today with, with Scott live from Kramer's ski lodge and now that we're bringing it to an end it dawns upon me that just over my shoulder there is the uh, cosmo kramer sign and it's fitting for this episode am i crazy or am i so sane that i just blew your mind that's the sign that's bold predictions that's how we roll gentlemen football scoop podcast we love you talk to you soon bye-bye